Okay, today's daf is Erevin, daf Yud Ches. We are beginning the second power of Erevin, daf Yud Zayin and about nine lines from the bottom. Oisin Pasen. So this is the discussion we mentioned a few times already regarding when the Yidin will be Oila Regal, go up to uh, Harabayas to go to Yishalayim. And Yantif, they will be walking up and there will be Shabbos, and they need to feed, need to give some water to their animals. And the problem is a well is typically 10 Tvachim deep, 4 by 4 Tvachim wide. That is a typical Roshos HaYachid. And if you would draw water out of Roshos HaYachid into Roshos HaRabim, you would violate the Nisra Deraisa. So because of this, when it comes to wells in general, we are very meko. And Chazal allows us to do these makeshift mechitzas. We're going to see how exactly it works. How could a Chazal make a mechitza that doesn't really work and be mavatal deraisa? So we're going to see that some, some reason, for some, some way, somehow, this suffices to create a Roshos mm-hmm. And now you could water, take your water from the well and feed it to your cows. No problem. So we'll see how that works. So Eisen Pasen Lebei Rois. You're allowed to make these Pasen, which are these wooden boards, Lebei Rois, for wells. All wells, even if it's not going up to Rishos, going up to Yishalayim, you have a well in, uh, in New Jersey, you could also make ice and possum. So let's see. How do you do this? Arba Diyamadin, you take four double posts. So we're going to get into the word Diyamadin, Anamad Beis. Actually, I'm, I'm an off. Nirin Kishmoyne, it looks like eight, meaning you have four L shaped brackets, posts, whatever you want to call it, and it looks like eight. That is Divi Rabbi Huda. That's the word Rabbi Huda. So you have one on each corner. A double, a double post in the shape of an L that corners off your well. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah, the double ones are attached. It's right, exactly. But it's really eight because you wouldn't get a bent piece of wood. You would go to your hardware store and get two brackets and shape them like an L. So that's four. That's really eight. Okay. That's the easy part of the daf. Rameyer says, Shmoyne nirin kishneim asar. You really have eight, and it looks like 12. How is that? He holds abodiyah mud. You need the four corners, the four bases. And then in between each, uh, each corner, you have arba and You have four. Pasha means straight, flat. You have four, piece, four boards. Look at your pictures. And you'll see that according to our mayor, you need to have, you know, every, every few amas you need another piece of wood. So you have your corner, and then, you know, halfway between first base and second base, you have a piece of wood. Okay, we'll get into the Gemara, what exactly is the Machleka. So now, Goivan Asar Tvachim, how high do these boards have to be? Ten Tvachim high, Reichban Shisha, six Tvachim wide, Va'oivyam, and their thickness, Kolshu, any amount, any thickness works. Ubeneem, and how wide can they be in between? So we actually brought this up before when we spoke about the width of a mavoi. We spoke about a 13 in a third amos. Let's see. Ubeneem, kimloishte revakos. So it's enough that you could have two revakos, means two like uh, peers or teams. Shalshalishalish bakar of three cattle each. So two units of three cattle each that are that uh, that could pass through it. Divi Rabbi Meir. That is the Shita of Rabbi Meir, which we're going to learn means 10 Amos wide. Rabbi Huda Aymer, no, you have more. It's two piers of Shal Arba Arba, four cows uh, to each team. So basically, you could have eight cows uh, get, getting through in between, you know, the bases. That's as long as it's within that width, 
that's fine. And how do we, how, what's the math? We're going to see this later on. We had it earlier as well. 13.3 amas. 13.3 amas, that's the width between the Pasi Bryce. And the Gemara before, remember, if you remember this from last week, which had to be a Raya, then maybe, according to Rabbi Yehud, you could have a, t- a 13 and a third amma wide, Mavloi, and it should still be good. And the Gemara got into maybe Pasi Bryce are different. It's a huge cooler, anyways. So if you remember, that's what we, we brought down this year previously. Okay, now, wh- how are these animals? Kishurais v'loi mutaris. It means they're tied together and not mutaris untied. Meaning when they're untied, the cows are going to social distance. They're going to have a few you know, inches in between cat or cow. So to fit eight cows or you know, six cows, you're going to need more space. When they're tied, so it's a more limited space they would need. And, but it's not the most limited way. Achas nichneses v'achas yoitzes. But we give you a little more space where you have four cows going in and four cows leaving. So if you have eight cows going in one direction, they could be a little closer to each other. But uh, going in opposite directions, it's a little more spaced out. So that's how you have your measurement. What? Once, they, once their bellies meet in the middle, this one's coming in, this one, you need that maximum. Right, right. That, that would be, exactly. That would be the, the widest part, right. So why does it help to have having two different Because when you have eight going in, Eight going in one direction, they huddle together, as opposed to, I don't know, I think it's... like shoes, when you buy a shoes in a shoe box, you want to go this one goes the other way. That's because of the width, not because of the width, that's because of the... Uh... Yeah, but then they're going... <laughs> okay, your highway, you go, you drive in, uh, in Iowa, right? And there's a two-lane, there's a, there's a one-lane highway in each direction. So there's a little more space, you hope, than when you have two lanes in one direction of a highway, because you just need a little more space when you're going in opposite direction. Okay, I don't know, whatever it is, that's how the Mishnah figured it out. Next, mutala hakrav labe'er, you're allowed to bring these uh, close to the well. Ubavad shetehe par roishav rubefrem, meaning how far, how much space do I need to leave between the, the well and the, and the diyoyman? How much space? So you have to at least at the par roishav rubefrem v'shayseh. The cow could put her head and most of her body inside this area before she drinks. That's the amount of space necessary uh, before you put up your di- your uh, your diyum diyumdin. Okay, next. Mutter lahachikolshu. So, yurchesamadalaf. How far away from the well can we put these bases, right? Put these uh, diyumdin. You can do whatever you want. No problem. You can do this 100 feet any direction, as long as you keep adding boards every 10 amas, according to, according to uh, Reb Meir, every 13.3 amas, according to Reb Meir. As long as you keep adding these boards, you're allowed to do, make it as wide as you want. If you want to have your, uh, your rest area on the way to Harabayas, I'm sure they had, some of my brother-in-law just told me that in Uman, they, they made a pizza store halfway between the airport and Uman. So like, you know, they have like a Slotsburg uh, rest area going upstate from Brooklyn to, to Mincha and ice cream, Chalvisa ice cream. They have an uh, halfway to Uman. There's pizza, there's uh, whatever, the, the works. Okay, fine. So you want to make a very wide area and uh, sell things there, whatever, on Shabbos. No matter how, how wide you want it, no, no problem. As long as every 10 amas, according to one sheet, or 13.3 amas, you have to put these boards. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda says, Ad Beisasayim. You have a maximum area of Beisasayim. We have this yesterday. It's not 5,000 square amas. That's the maximum area we're, go- we're going to allow you to do this Pase Birois business. If you, want to make, if you want to have this huge camp on the way to Harabayas, no problem. Get real machitas. You want to use this 
special leniency up to base assign. So Amr Loi, the Cham said to Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Beis Assayin, Ela Legina Ola Karpath. When did Chacham say you only have a maximum area of base assign? That's only when you have these unused areas. We're going to get into this in, in Halacha, talking about a Gina, a garden which is not really used, Ola Karpath, which means a place that nobody lives. Just a you know forest area. So that's when we say if you have an Arab surrounding that, if it's more than two thousand amas, apostles the Arab. Just by the way, if you have a community Arab and you have a swamp somewhere, apostles the Arab. So uh, it's a good question. You know, different swamps in this community. So there've been many rabbanim over the years that have visited this community and have been asked about various swamps. Some say uh, you have to you know wall it off. It's a big shiloh when you wall it off. Yeah, it means you have to check that part of the Arab as well. And usually in a swamp, the Arab is not going to last. But uh, the place that, that we rely on, they said that those swamps look fine as part of the community. There's a special hetter, I think it's based on the Chazanish, other, other place came, that as long as it's part of the, it looks nice, it, it gives a certain feel to the, to the area, to be chedish by swamps. But uh, it's protected wetland, whatever we call the St. Louis Park, the whole place is a swamp, right? Isn't the whole, uh, this whole city is a swamp? Just a shul? <laughs> Over there, yeah, okay. You can walk across it? Nobody, nobody lives there practically. If nobody lives there, you can't live there, so then it's not really uh, servicing any cool, any base deer. So either way, we'll get to this in detail throughout, throughout the Masafta. We'll bring uh, back and forth the different shitas about our Eruv. Uh, all right. It's a shalva there, but there's what to rely on. It could be make Fine. Aval, imhaya deer. Let's say it was a corral, that, a deer or a sar, or different types of corrals. A muksa, or this place behind the house. A chatzar, or a courtyard, which look nice. It's part of the house. A filu base chameshes. Karen, even if it's five karen wide. A filu no matter how big you want it, you're allowed to do that. So therefore, the Chacham argued Rabbi Huda Rida said by Pasli Birois, you have a maximum of base asayim. They argue, no, no matter what you want, how wide, how long, no problem as long as people are using it. Is this a, just a special case for drinking water for cows? Yes. Or once you're, a person's there, he can... Oh, the Gemara talks about it. No, yeah, you're allowed to carry there. You are. The question is, unless you have a, a well in your backyard. That's, I thought that's what you're asking. That's what the Gemara talks about. Does it only work for Pase, uh, Beirois, the Rabin? Right. Does it work for Rabin or, or even a Yachid? Let's say a person has a well in his driveway, whatever. Doesn't have a Mechitza. So the Gemara doesn't talk about that. Fine. So they say, no problem, no matter how big you want to make this Pase Beirois, as long as you keep adding the Pasin, every 10 Amos, every 13.3 Amos, you are good to go. Okay, I don't know what happened there. Next, let's say our Mishnah is like, not like Hanani, the Tanya, we went in a Brisa, Eisen Pasen Labar. The Brisa is like this, Eisen Pasen Labar. You can make Pasen for a bar. Now, a bar is a pit, it's not a well. A well is uh, was, you know, clean water. A bar was typically used for, for, uh, for um, the bars were used for, uh, for drinking. I don't even know what they were using the bars for, but. Um, Bars, my rain. Rainwater, right. You use, you, you, all right, it'll be irrigation. You typically use a bar for irrigation. There's a famous gra in Mishnais. It talks about bayrois, sichen, umairis, right? So a bar was typically used for irrigation of your field. The ma'iris were used as bathhouses. They would bathe in there. And the uh, be'eros, people would drink. Okay, fine. So you had a bar. 
but you didn't have a well. A well there was a you know a huge body of water, but a, a bar is a small pit. So the Brisa says, Oisin pasin the bar, you're allowed to you make pasin for the bar. The chavalin la shayara. Let's your shayara, you're a camp. So we have this in the previous parak. So you're allowed to use the rope, you rope it off, that's fine. You know, with with uh that all that those uh, that that conversation. Comes along Hanani, and this is what we're trying to pull out of your You're allowed to use chavalin for a bar, but avaloi pasin. You're not allowed to use pasin for a bar. You can't, you can't rely on this um, board's heter when it comes to a bar. So what do you see from here? Our Mishnah is not like Hananiah, because our Mishnah said you could use Pasebi rice. Here he's saying no. There's a difference in a pit and a well. What's the difference? That when it comes to a well, there's usually water there. So... We're being mako for a specific reason. When it comes to a bar, it could dry out easily. So since it could dry out, so there'll be no reason to be mako for this bar, and therefore he does not allow one to rely on the special leniency when it comes to a bar. It could army those that say it in a different way. From the fact that Hanani did not differentiate explicitly between a bar and a bear, it must be, according to Hanani, there's no difference between a pit and a well. You can only use ropes, you can't use boards. So you see, our mission is not like Hanani. So Mar says, no, Afilu Tema. He was just responding to what the Tanakama said. The Tanakama said about bar, he responded about bar. But what about Be'er, what about a well? He would hold, no problem. You would be allowed to rely on the Pasim by a Be'er, by a well. Okay, so we have two more uh, halachic discussions here that we're going to hold off of Agalata. Should we say that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Kiva? We went in a Mishnah. You have a public well, Ubara Rabbim, and a public pit. Uber Ayachar, a private well. All these things, Iceland Pasim, you could make Pasim for them. Avabar Hayachid, a person's own, you know, personal pit. Then you need to have Mechitza. Iceland Mechitza, Gavaya Saratvachim, you need a Mechitza that's 10 Tvachim high. Divre Rabbi Akiva, that is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. But in our Mishnah, it says Libe Rice. It sounds like you can only, it only works for Bay Rice. Libe Rice in Libe Rice lie, not for pits. How could Rabbi Kiva say? Pits of the Rabbim. Could be, could be, uh, you could use the Passe Bay Rice for that. Our Mishnah only said Be'er. So the says, no, I feel the Tim Rabbi Kiva. Really, Rabbi Kiva could agree to the Mishnah. Why? Be'er Mayim Chaim, Dipsikale. That's simple. Very simple halacha. When it comes to wells, you're allowed to use passe be rice. So that's why the Mishnah said it. When it comes to boy rice, uh, so you have to try to figure out, wait, um, where is the bar? Is the bar Bashasarabim? Is the bar privately owned? So the mission didn't want to get you so confused. The mission wanted to just say a statement to tell you the hetter of Passe Bay Royce. So wells were a great example. So therefore, bear my mind, it's a halacha psuka, it's a clear halacha, Laishna the Rabbim, Laishna the Yacha, make difference, it's public, private. Katani, it makes sense why the mission taught that specific case. Bar, Mikhunasim, a bar of collected water, the Leipzigale, it's not a consistent halacha, it depends. If it's privately owned, publicly owned. Like a tani, the mission didn't want to get you confused with those details. 
themselves. So really, it could be Rabbi Kiva does agree to the Mishnah. says you can only make these pasim you can rely on this special leniency only by be'er harabim, a public well, which makes sense because that was all hetter for those that are ilaregal. Vilu hachi ketani in our mission says libe rois. It says for wells loishna de rabim loishna de yachid didn't differentiate between who owns it. So the gemara says no afilu tema. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava my be rois be rois to alma. When Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava said that only works shall rabim. When the Mishnah was talking about Beirois, it meant Beirois Sharabim. It meant your standard well. A standard well was that a public well, not a person had a well in his backyard. Could be the Mishnah also aligns with the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. So now we're going to get into a Samagarta. Once we mention the following line, my Diyay Madin, what does the word Diyay Madin mean? I'm Rabbi Yemaya Ben Alazar Diyay, which means two Amudin, two boards. The so two boards, that's Diyay Madin. Now, once we mention Diyay, we have a bunch of words here. Dioy lamnuda shevar zaynis base shete in the skalkel of midas loisha simens. We have a bunch of different agarata gemaras based on this word dioy. Tnan hasam. We learned in a brisa in demai. It's a mishnah in demai. So a person is typically not, not allowed to buy demai. So if you, back in the day, you'd go to uh, Eretz Yisrael and you would buy uh, produce, and they would have a sign up there, you know, kosher mahajin. You have something called demai. So demai, you know that there, maybe in certain situations you could eat it. We had about the soldiers, and an ani could eat it. But for most people, you have to still do trumas. You have to still give meiser before you eat it lechumra. However, kol hashitin, Rabbi Yehuda, kol hashitin, these uh, wild figs, peturin. If it says demai on it, meaning it was bought from Amaretz, you could assume that the fellow gave meiser. Why? Because it's so cheap, it's such an inferior product. What's the big deal? He gave a little meiser, he had no problem giving some away. Chutz midiyayfra, except for this fig called a diyayfra. My diyayfra, amar ula, ilon ha'oyset diyay, that's the word that we're focusing on. It uh, gives produce twice. Bashana, Dioy Paris, Bashana twice a year. Okay, so Dioy means two, and when you get into a bunch of Gemaras about Dioy, I'm Raviyamei Banalaza, Dioy, parts of Panam, other Marishan. So other Marishan had two partsufas, he had two faces or two bodies when he was created. Shenemar Achar Vakedem Tsartani, that Hashem made him Achar Vakedem, a front and a, uh, and a back, a, ba- a back and a front. Ksiv, it says, Ayyven Hashem Alekim Esat Tzela. Hashem built a Tzela. And from that, he brought out uh, Leisha, a, a woman. So, what's this Tzela? Ravu Shmuel, Machlikas Ravu Shmuel. We had this uh, previously, I think, Mesachus Brachas. Chanamar Partsuf. One man number holds, it was literally a face, but it means more than just a face, it was an entire body. The Chanamar Zanaf, a tail. That Chavu either came from the face, a body, or came from Adam's tail. So Bishlam and the Manamar Partsuf was a face. You created me with a front and a back, meaning it was equal on both sides. The one who says it's a tail, meaning other Mauritian was not created with two different bodies. My What does it mean? You formed me in the back and the front in, in, uh, in two tsurois, as if, you know, two that, that look like one. Adam, mankind, was the last of my separatious, of creation. It was the first uh, creature to be punished. So, hold on a second. 
You want to tell me mankind was the last to be created? Fine, Adam Arishan was created. Arab Shabbos, right before Shabbos, that's when Adam was created. Fine. Where do you see that Adam was the first one to get punished? Eli, Misham Klal, the curse that Akadosh Baruch gave to, to Adam. Hold on. Originally, first, the Nachash was cursed. Look at the Pesukim in Bereshis. And finally, the Sukkim in Adam. So Adam wasn't the first one to get punished. Allah it doesn't mean the curse. Le mabul, the punishment of the mabul, the chsev, ayimach haskala yikum hashav pnei adama, me adam va'ad behemas. That's considered the first real punishment of the world. And who was punished first? Adam and then behemoth. Mankind and then animals. Now, Bisham and the Manam are parts of, if you want to learn that what Chava was created for was the form behind Adam, Hanad Yitzar, with two Yuds, train Yudin, two times Yud, two Tsurais. Adam and Chava. Elamad, Amar Zanav, it was built from a, she was, she came from his tail. My Vayitzer, what does Vayitzer mean? So, Kedrav Shimon Pazi, Damrav Shimon Pazi, Oili mi Yitzri, Oili mi Yitzri, meaning in life, when you make decisions in life, so on one hand, you have, if you make the wrong decision, you have your guilty conscience, you have me Yitzri, HaKadosh Baruch created me. How could I not live up to that expectation? And if you actually do those things, Tara is pushing you the other way. So in life, we're always struggling with this. Now, Bisham and the Manda Amar Partsov, you want to say Partsov, it makes sense. The Pasuk says, Zachar Unakeva Baram, that a Kaddish Baruch created Zachar and Akeva. On, on, on either side, Elamant Amar Zanav, it was a tale. My Zachar and Akiva Baram. When a culture created mankind, he didn't create Zachar and Akiva right away. First, Hashem created Zachar, and then from the tale, he created Chava. So, what's going on here? So, the Gemara says, This aligns with Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo, Rami, he brought a stirrup. See if it says Zachar and Akiva Baram. It says, on one hand, that Hashem created Zachar and Akiva at the same time. Sounds like only Adam. How does that make any sense? Was it Adam and Chava at the same time or Oisai? But also Originally, Kadesh Baruch Hu wanted to create two separate human beings, Adam and Chava. He created one. So we know from uh, Chazal, they tell us that water should create one, so that an Adam was always going to be running after his wife because they come from Mabasar Echad. So the Gemara talks about, the Gemara gives a, a marshal. Someone loses something, he's always looking for that chayfet. Yeah, that's another question, philosophical question, interesting question, what exactly is going on? Why did he change his mind? But either way, the concept is that we were created originally as one, and that's the special bond between a husband and wife. Now, Bishlam, the man that were parts of the Sevizka, Bastachtena, that it says that Hashem put flesh instead of her, or instead of uh, what do we have instead of a tail? Right? You look at your body, there's no, something else instead of a tail. The, the point of incision, that was covered up with flesh. You're right, there's no more tail anymore. You don't have anything in place of it. But uh, the flesh that was covered up, that's the Vayiskar Basar Tachtena. Now, Bisham, the Madamar Zanov, there's a tale, Hanid Siva Yiven. It says Hashem built Esatzela into a woman, and she's Chava. So there's some building going on from tail to woman. Alamandamar parts of my Vayiven, what do you mean building it? So, Lechadir Rabbi Shimon Ben Menasio, it's a famous Chazal of Rabbi Shimon Ben Menasio, the Dorish of Shimon Ben Menasio, it says Vayiven Hashem Elikim Esatzela. What does that mean? Kadosh Baruch braided Chava's hair 
to get, get her, you know, do the makeup before the wedding. He brought her to Adam Arishan. They call braiding Banaisa building. Actually, spoke about this in Hilcha Shabbos. If that's called Bainan Shabbos to braid here, but you see that's what Akalis Rochel did for her. Davar Acher, but even Hashem Alekim Amrachistav Amila Masdisa Tano Melame Shebena Akalis Rochel Lechava Kavinin. He built Chava like a a binyan oitzer. Like a storage area, so according to Rashi, it's not talking about her, a, a woman's body. It's talking about the womb, the uterus. Same way, when it comes to storage uh, silo, it's wide on the bottom and it's narrow on top. The, the uterus is wide on the bottom, and it's narrow on top. In order to be able to hold a a, a fetus. Then it says, Vaidiyeha Elha Adam, and he brought Chava to Adam. Melamish also called Shbrachu Shushbinus Ladamrishan. Kushbrachu was the uh, was the Shushbinus. He was dancing by the wedding and he was busy with the Tsarche Suda for Adam Arishan. Mikan le Gadol. We learned from there that a Gadol, Shiyasu Shushbinus Limikatan. Even if you're Adam Gadol, you're Hashra person, you're wealthy, you're Tamachachim, whatever you call Gadol in life, you should still be there to help people that are on a lower level than you. For their chasana to make them happy, Valyerla, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Shouldn't look like a, a what, am I, what am I wasting my time for this? Yeah, Baruch Hu would do it for 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 a human. We should do it for our fellow yid. Alman, I'm a part of Haimenei Osagi Beresha. So let's see. So it was a part of. So you had two opposite bodies, Adam on one side, Chav on the other side. So which one would go first? Who like who was uh, in charge? Who wore the pants? Right. I'm Rav Nachman Yitzchak. Mistavra the Zacher Sagi Beresha. Makes sense that. Adam would walk and he would not be following behind his wife. Tanya, Adam, Isha Baderach. A person is not allowed to walk behind the woman on the road because it will bring to her hurim. And therefore, you have to go around her. Even if it's a, his own wife, it's a gnai. We, we have this Sugyan Brachas. Koi people won't know it's your wife. But it's a gnai. This Damnaloi Ahagesher, let's say he has no choice. It's a narrow bridge. There's nowhere else to go. You should try to walk on the side. Or go around there, walk fast. Let's say you go to the river where women are actually walking, and there they're in a, you know compromised clothing. A person does this on purpose. Obviously, you're chasing your kid. That's something else. But you go this on purpose to go look around. So then, there's no chelik in alam haba. Someone who's going he knows that it's not going to be appropriate there. He shouldn't be running there. Someone who counts money to a, to a woman from his hand to her hand or from her hand to his hand. And why is he doing this? Not because he needs change. He's only doing it because he wants to look at her. Even if this person has such great mice and taivim and taira, like he's not going to be... Uh, uh, you know, clean from Dina Shogahanim, he's going to get punished. Well, I love of Eimer, Yad Yad, hand to hand, meaning you're doing this on purpose. La Yinake Ra, they will not wipe away this Ra. La Yinake Medina Shogahanim, Amrav Nachman, Manoyach, who was the father of Shimshain, Am Ha'aretzai, he was an Am Ha'aretz, Shnema the Pasuk says, Vyokam Ha'yelach Manoyach, Achare Ishtai. He walked behind his wife, so it must be using the Am Ha'aretz. You didn't even know this, you didn't even know that you're not supposed to walk behind your wife. Maskulav Nachman, Yitzchak. Elamayata, it says, you're telling me that anybody that walked behind his wife is considered a Amha Aretz. Gabi El says he walked behind his wife. Chana Hachanami. 
you're going to tell me that he was Amar Aretz. We know Alkana was a Navi, tremendous uh, tzaddik. The Gabi Elisha, even Elisha himself, he walked behind Isha Hashanamis. You're going to tell me that also she's considered, he's considered uh, Amar Aretz. Ella, what it says by Alkana and what it says by Elisha is not talking about literally walking physically behind his wife. He was following her words, following her advice. That's what it means. He went after his wife, meaning what she told him to do. He listened. Don't be so convinced that he was an Amaris. Maybe he was listening to his wife and uh, and following her direction. If you talk a whole demonoich was an Amaris for not even knowing that you're not supposed to walk behind your wife, he didn't even learn psukim in Cheder. It says in the Passover, even if you went to Cheder, you made it through first, second grade, you got to Rivka. It says, Rivka walked behind Eliezer. She didn't let him walk behind her. Not walking in front of the man. Why did the Pasuk tell us, you know, the the formation of their walking? Who cares? Why is that important to get to the Torah? It must be teaching us something. It's teaching us there's a specific way how to walk. A woman should make sure to walk behind the man, not in front of the man. It's better to walk behind a lion, even though you're putting yourself in danger. Not to walk behind a married woman. It's better to walk behind the woman, not behind a avoid the Zara. Or means a woman who's avoid the Zara. It's better to walk behind but not walk behind the shul at the time of the davening because you're showing that I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm going somewhere else. So we said it. We learned this in Masechta's Brachas. If you're holding a safer, look like you're busy with something else, it's fine. But uh, you see someone who's literally standing outside shul and everyone else is davening. He, he's not davening. I don't do that stuff. So that is a terrible thing. People should not do that. You're better off being on your phone. At least people will say, okay, he, he has to respond to emails. But to show that I, I don't do this davening thing, so that is a terrible thing. One should not do that. When Adam Rishon, we're going to see in 130 years, he put himself in Cherem. He did Shuva. Those 130 years, all these different types of uh, spirits and shadim. So you want to know the source in Shas. This is one of the sources for these things. When he gave birth to Shas, so then it says, he uh, he gave birth someone that looked like him, a human. Mechlal, that in these previous 130 years, lav the, the things that would come out would not be considered kitzalma. It wasn't human. It was ruchin. It was spirit. Shaden, nothing, uh, nothing human. He was a tremendous chassid. Came misa He saw that death occurred from him through his chet, the chet of the etzadas. We have the curse of Kiyofer Atta, of Alofer Tashov, that, that there's going to be death in the world. So Yosha Betainis, Meo Ushloishim Shana, 130 years he was fasting. Uperash Menaisha, Meo Ushloishim Shana. He separated from his wife 130 years. Vela Zarzi Abasari had a belt of uh, fig leaves on his flesh, Meo Ushloishim Shana, to put him in pain. So you see that he separated from his wife. So how could there be 130 years of giving birth to spirits and demons and all these other things? They weren't together. So the Gemara says, Kikam Rinon, Skiri Gemara, who be Shikh Vazera de Chazla Unse. It was Shikh Vazera that came when he was an Ainus, but that Shikh Vazera created 
these evil spirits. We all know the Zayar elaborates on this, but we'll leave it for a different time. So let's say a person is uh, giving a compliment to someone. You're allowed to say mixas shivchay befanov. You're only allowed to say part of his praise, but not kula. You can't do uh, a full-fledged praising of the person. So why is that? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, It looks like your Hanifa uh, is uh, flattering the person. So, so some of the Bali uh, Machshava write that when a person gives over, when you over compliment someone to their face, so you handicap them because then now you can manipulate them because human beings, we, we love attention and we love compliments that we become so weak that, that that's one of the issues of Hanafa, flattering a person because then you could use them because then you could, uh, you could manipulate them. So it's, it's some form of abuse. Hanifa, interesting uh, thought. So you can't give kula shvacha befana. Mixa shvacha, you tell you're a really good guy, that's fine. But to go overboard, you're amazing. You're the best person I ever met. So even though the guy knows you're lying, but but it's still for some reason it still works. Hanifa works, right? Even if you're lying. So how do we see this? Mixa shvacha befana ki that. Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells tells Noyach, I see it tzadik lefanai, but kuloi shaloi befanai. He only said the the full praise of Noyach when he was not there. Dechsev Noyach is tzadik tamim haya b'darisav that he calls him a tzadik and tamim when he's not talking directly to Noyach. Let's see one more Gemara, maybe two more. Vamar Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar. Maybe said the pasuk says after the mabul it says v'hine aleizayis tarah pefiyah. So the Yonah goes goes out. And, he come, and she comes back with a with a uh, olive leaf, okay. Amra yarnot nekadosh baruch The yarnot calls out takadosh baruch hu. Rebani shalolam. Iyum is a noisai miroyon. I'd rather have this bitter food kizayis. This little this this uh, bitter kizayis. Umesurim biyadcha. But I'll be mesurim biyadcha. Be given to you. You'll take care of me. Vayiyum mesukin kidvash. I'd rather have that than mesukin kidvash. Sweet honey, uh, food, and be dependent on another person. I'd rather be in your hands, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We say that, we see this many times throughout Shas. We say Adam writes about kavshalo yosim tishikab and Right? You always want your bed instead of you know the fancy uh, hotel bed. But there's a there's a deep concept to this that a person <clears throat> doesn't naturally. We don't want to rely on other people. You can't be happy when you're reliant on other people. So the the yoyin is saying, I'd rather have. A mezaynoisai meroyren kezayis than to have metukin kedvash atulim be'abas v'adam. Tchsev hacha, and it says over here in, in Mishlei. I'm sorry, tsev hacha taraf. Tsev hacha in Mishlei hatrifeni lechem chuki we daven that Hakadosh Baruch Hu should give us the lechem chuki. Chok means like a, a law, whatever we need. But as long as it's coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that that's that's fine. By the way, if you, if you sing zmiras on Shabbos, so in Chayas Shem. In, uh, this, in, in your Sudas Yom Shabbos, it says like this: We say Hashem Roy Leachsar Meminuchas Inahaleni Noisin Lechem Chobasar Lechem Chuki Hatri Feni. We have the same Tefila when we daven. We're, we're, we're saying Shavat Chodesh Baruch Hu. What we really want is, even though of course we want a lot of good things, but what we really care about is that it's coming from Chodesh Baruch Hu. And we say this in benching, right? The Venat Hatzuchinu Lele Deimatnas Basar V'Dam. Right, so that, that's the that's the ultimate tefillah is is being in the in the yada kodesh baruch Let's just do one more gemara. Any house where the divrei is heard at night, the people learn at their homes at night through Zoom. Right, shuv einoi necharav. It will no longer be destroyed. Meaning, there's a haftacha. Shnema v'loy amar ayeh ayeh eloika 
Those that, that do Zmiris Belayla in their homes, they're learning, they, they, they learn in their, in their home, they will not be the ones to say, Aye Eloika, where is God? Meaning that sometimes they'll have tocha that their home will not be destroyed. So if you look at many of the Acharnim, uh, they're bothered. We do see Tamid Acham homes were destroyed. So I think Pshat is like this. We have this Gemara way back when uh, we spoke about a tefillah shav. When someone comes to the city and he hears that there's a cult tzaka the ear and he says that he davens that it shouldn't be from my house, that's called a tefillah shav because it already happened. You can't say it shouldn't be my house. Yet, I think it was Rabbi Kiva, when he came, he, had a, he knew that it wasn't from his house. What do you mean? How did he know? We know there's, there's, a schav, there's, there's, a, there's bad things happen in this world. Tzadik v'ra'alai. So I believe the Marsha said, or some of the Abali Marshava wrote, that because he taught his home, in his home, nobody would scream. If there would be an issue, they would accept it, be ahava, they would know this is the Yad HaKadosh Baruch Look at this Pasuk. It says, V'loi Omar, they're not going to say, Ayeh where's God? They're not going to say that. Those that live in a house where there's Torah heard at night, they will, it will be a home of bitachan, a home of, of trusting HaKadosh Baruch that this is Yad Hashem. They won't be calling out every tragedy, Ayeh where's God? Because that will be something they learned in the home. Okay, Yashar Koyach. Have a good night.